Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Hi everybody, today our topic is Expat Life in Southeast Asia with Leah Backley. Let me give you a brief bio about her. Leah Backley was born in Yegon, Myanmar. Myanmar, yes. The child of political scientist, of a political scientist and a multimedia artist. She grew up in a household that encouraged critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. She moved to the Pacific Northwest in the 80s, becoming a part of the Seattle arts and music scene. In the 90s, Leah opened a restaurant in Myanmar, interviewed insurgents for Human Rights Watch and microfilm documents at Tulslong Museum of Genocide in Cambodia, helping to bring war criminals to justice. She's been an elected city council member and a dedicated environmental activist. When not traveling for research, Backley lives in Snowmish, Washington. For the audience from our guests, you can go to LeahBagley.com. It's spelled L-Y-A-B-A-D as in David, G-L-E-Y.com. And this is um, the call to action link to to Leah's author website. She's available for topical discussion groups and author events. She hopes people will join her mailing list for special monthly tidbits and updates on her new releases, as well as links to purchase her books. Okay, and so Leah's already in the studio, so we're going to go ahead and um, get into our interview. Yes, here we go. Hey, hello, Leah. Welcome. Hi, Camille. Thank you for inviting me. Hi. It's such a pleasure to have you. Um, I want to go ahead and start our questions. So why do you travel? Gosh, um, that's a good question. Why not travel? I think um, I have spent most of my life um moving around from place to place and uh well you know you live long enough you can <laughs> um anyway um i love to travel and that's my um big investment in myself is going to marvelous and unusual places yes yes and then what is it like to live in such unusual places Well, it depends on the place, of course. Um, I think that um, we were going to talk about Southeast Asia in particular, though I've lived uh, many places around the world and in the United States. Um, The Southeast Asia is uh, a 
and mesmerizing place to be. It's very beautiful. Um, it's very different. I live in the Pacific Northwest. Camille, I think you're in Southern California. So um, we don't necessarily deal with the heat and the humidity that um, is a part of living in um, Southeast Asia. So you have to sort of become more accustomed to navigating that, if you will. Um, the people are marvelous. Um, obviously, it's a big region. Um, different countries have different histories that inform what their cultures are like. Um, but overall, I would encourage any of your listeners to go to um, Myanmar or Cambodia or Thailand or Vietnam or or Singapore or any of the marvelous places. Wonderful. And what has living overseas taught you? I think um, the uh, I I would say mainly it has taught me to be more empathetic to uh, understand that ultimately. All of us as human beings, we want the same things. We want shelter. We want food. We want our children to be safe uh, and to have opportunities. And that's uh, living abroad has taught me that how similar we all are um, in what we aspire to. Yes. And then how did you become a writer? Well, I started out... Um, in uh, in the music world and writing song lyrics, and this was, of course, a hundred years ago. Uh, but um, I uh, writing the song lyrics um, was, I think, a, an outlet for me um, in my younger self. Uh, and then, as time went on, the words got longer and longer and so I moved from song lyrics to poetry to prose poetry um, and now I'm writing novels okay wonderful thank you and then what's your favorite place in the world gosh favorite place in the world um, that uh, depends on on the day I I think just because of what we're talking about today I'll I'll choose uh, Yangon, Myanmar, um, also known as, used to be called Rangoon, Burma, um, and that's where I was born and uh, opened a restaurant and um, have marvelous dear, dear friends. And if I could, I would step on a plane right now and go there. But unfortunately, <laughs> there's a lot of um, strife happening there right now, which makes it not the best place to go visit. Yes. And then what is it like living with a disability? Living with a disability. So I have multiple sclerosis, um, and it, uh, uh, for any of your listeners who are familiar with that disease, it's it can vary from day to day. Uh, I think I've had it for a long time. I was diagnosed way back in 1987, so... I've been, it's just a part of who I am. So I would say that living with a disability is like living with um, brown eyes or um, <laughs> straight teeth or crooked teeth. It's just, uh, it's, it's 
just something that is a part of one, and it's not something that I wake up every morning going, oh, I have a disability. It's just maybe it takes me a little bit longer to, um, you know, to get dressed or to take a shower or something like that. Yes, and then why did you self-publish your first book? Well, it was, um, I had sent out a book for um, querying, which means you you it's basically putting a um, a letter in a bottle and throwing it out into the ocean to try and find an agent. Um, and I waiting, waiting for that and came to the realization that I'm not a spring chicken and I have a lot of stories I want to tell. And the whole process of finding an agent and becoming traditionally published can take a long time. And I'm in a hurry. <laughs> so I realized that by uh, self-publishing, um, authors can be more in control of their destinies, if you will, um, their writing um, destiny. And so I had a great experience doing it. And now my second book will be coming out um, with a hybrid publisher, which is not exactly the same as self-publishing, but it's it's similar to it. So um, I that's the route for me. Um, different people have different sort of ideas on on or you know what what does being an author mean? What does success look like? And maybe it is you know getting an agent with um, uh, you know who also is Stephen King's agent or something like that. But I I think that that's not necessarily realistic. Yes. And then who are your favorite authors? Ooh, gosh. Um, so I, there are a lot of authors that I like. I will just mention two. Um, I think right now, again, that changes <laughs> day to day. Um, but I think that one of my favorite authors is, um, her name is um, Aminata Forna, um, F-O-R-N-A. She is... Um, she wrote a book called The Hired Man, which just blew my socks off. Um, she is a marvelous, marvelous uh, writer. I also really enjoy um, a writer by the name of Lawrence Osborne. Um, he's British, lives in, in Thailand, and he writes books um, that deal with similar sorts of um, themes that I, I explore. Okay, thank you. And then what are your favorite foods that were featured in your books? Oh, my gosh. Um, the So in The Foreigner's Confession, um, which is my book set in Cambodia, um, I talk about a particular dish called amok, um, which uh, is a kind of a, it's a fish that's steamed in banana leaves, and, and it's kind of like a curry thing, very savory. You eat it with rice. So right now, um, Camille, you're making me hungry um, because <laughs> I would love to have a bite of that of that dish right now. Okay. And then uh, ge- uh, geopo- uh, geopolitics and colonial legacy of uh, Southeast Asia. Do you just want to talk about a little bit? Uh, on that topic, geopolitics <laughs> and colonial legacy. Well, that's um, that's a topic for um, over a bottle of wine and several hours. 
Um, I, I think that, uh, um, so, uh, the United States has, um, you know, most of your listeners will know, um, has a, a long legacy of, of involvement in Southeast Asia, particularly Vietnam. Um, while the Vietnam War was going on, you know, that was a civil war that the United States became involved with. Um, there was also a civil war going on next door in Cambodia, which is their neighbors, Vietnam and Cambodia. And uh, there was um, a lot of, well, I invite your readers to do a little bit of history research. But um, imperialism um, and colonialism tends to talk about usually, um, you know, uh, Britain or France uh, who go and for purposes of basically um, having access to resources, natural resources that they wouldn't necessarily have at home, um, kind of invade essentially another country or a region and um, supposedly under the umbrella of, oh, we're going to help you out. We're going to give you education. We're going to give you, you know, all of these things that, that you can't have on your own, which of course is baloney. Um, but um, so that's what imperialism is, is when another culture sort of takes over a culture um, uh, to basically um, ransack it. (laughs) Tell me what I, let me tell you what I really think. (laughs) So that's, that's, uh, I encourage people to do a Google search on imperialism or colonialism. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so very much. And then um, I just needed to know if you could please let our, uh, audience know where you where they can contact you through your social media handles yeah so i'm um leah badgley author on uh instagram and facebook and that's the and then of course i have the website which is going to be i'm i'm cooking up a brand new website which will be marvelous and and should be online and working by the time my second book comes out in the fall which is called The Worth of a Ruby, and it, um, so my first book that came out, The Foreigner's Confession, was set in Cambodia, and now Worth of a Ruby will be set in Myanmar, or aka Burma, in 1995. Okay, perfect. And then lastly, what is your favorite coffee and or hot beverage? Coffee? You mean like an actual drink? Like a type yes. of coffee, <laughs> or, or yes, like a type of coffee, or, um, or uh, I like cortados. Have you ever heard of a cortado? It's it's no. um, basically a really good. So it's espresso with like a splash of milk, um, and okay. so I like that a lot. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, and. Um, I just really enjoyed your interview so much, and I look forward to great things happening for you more so than now, and um, thank you again. Thank you, Camille. You're welcome. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was the wonderful and beautiful Leah Backley, 
And um, I hope that you all um, will read her book. Also visit her website. I do have her website in the show notes. And also you'll be able to find this episode on coffeechatwithcamille.com. And I'm trying to air these within like the, like in the evening. So between 4 and 8 PST time, okay? So I'll be airing my shows daily between 4 and um, I think I said 8, but it's actually 7, between 4 and 7 p.m. PST. All right? So thank you guys so much for listening to my second show, and I have one more um, with uh, a doctor, okay? So I think she's a psychoanalyst, so she's going to be on a little later. And thank you, Leah, so much for being here. It was such a pleasure. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.